welcome to the weekend entertainment edition of the literature and film podcast aka the we laugh our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead either at the cinema or streaming at home and now from a remote location on the east coast in the heart of flying bull production studios your host richard lusk and ryan bull Time for the We Laugh for March 25th. I'm Ryan Bull. Joining me in studios is Richard Lusk. How are you, sir? What's up? <laughs> you seem to be in a happy and jolly mood. Just saw a really funny movie. Oh, yeah. We'll be re- uh, viewing the bronze on the next episode. Plus, right? I'm really excited about the potentially the, the best superhero movie ever. Wow. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I, w- I was very afraid you were going to be down on the Batman v Superman. I'll I'll be down on it afterwards, I'm sure, but I'm holding out hope. I I think this is going to be excellent. Uh, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice <laughs> because this, this is going to kick off the whole Justice League film franchise that starts coming to us in 2017. Well, it starts now, 2016, right? Well, this film comes out. Yeah. And it's going to be followed by Suicide Squad. So it's going to be taking place in the same universe. But then we start getting the Justice League movies, which is DC Comic Book's answer to the Avengers. All right. So you're saying that Dawn of Justice is not a Justice League movie? Technically, no. It's a Batman v Superman movie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. But apparently all of the major players will be making cameos in this film. It's a little early in the franchise for the colon. I don't like the colonization of movie titles. You don't like it? Well, I'm just kind of sick of it. You know, Um, this movie's coming to us from director Zack Snyder, who you're not really big on. I think he's fantastic. I think I've liked some of the stuff. He's just disappointing. Man of Steel is disappointing. But I don't think that was his fault as a director. I mean, I like the look of that film. I like a lot of the camera stuff. To me, where that movie fell apart was the fight scenes. Right, but there's one guy that was choosing to do that. He was the one. So I I don't know. Does it t- sell me on another Zack Snyder movie? Three hundred. All right. He did the I like three hundred. Okay. He fine. did the remake of Dawn of the Dead. The we're trapped in a shopping mall and there's zombies yeah. running around. Never saw. Uh, I know you're big on Sucker Punch. Right. Let's see. That's another thing. That's that's like three hundred. Watchmen. Kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Watchmen was fine. Watchmen's in the top ten of the last. 10 years of superhero movies. Um, also, the other co-director unofficially is Ben Affleck on this film. Apparently, Affleck was rewriting parts of the script, and they liked him so much as Batman that Warner Brothers Studios has signed him on to direct up to three Batman movies. Well, I was hearing that that was part of the attraction for the role for him. Plus, he, he was striking Argo hot mm-hmm. when they signed him for this, so... Which is weird because 10 years ago, he was about the least likely actor to ever do another superhero film, much less direct one. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, he didn't, ha- he didn't have any directing chops 10 years ago at all, did he? Oh, no. If, if he had said, I want to direct a $300 million film franchise, they would have just laughed him out of the building. I mean, his career was in the toilet, and he has made a huge uh, resurrection just hmm. in time for Easter. Oh, wow. But I mean, he's the Christ figure. 
has anyone been as low as he has and then come back and just been huge? I mean, no, Ryan Reynolds. He, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he he struck gold with uh, Deadpool, pretty high. But I mean, Ben Affleck has low Oscars after, after Green Lantern. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe I mean right. Reynolds isn't a bad pick. So. In the last ten years, Batman has been the main character in or the main focus of three of the top five superhero movies. Probably the top three of the top three superhero movies, as far as I'm concerned. Batman has. Mm -hmm. Superman has been the main character in two of the bottom five superhero movies. For you? Yeah. In the last ten years. So, therefore, I think this movie will probably be somewhere in the middle. And that's why you think it's going to be the best superhero movie of the year? Well, it's Batman. Batman, the character, is so appealing. All right. And I kind of like Ben Affleck. He's cool. I think... his version of Batman looks good. It's big and hulking, moves around well. The fighting looks pretty good from the trailers. I haven't watched many trailers. I have seen that stupid bat suit thing that he's wearing, though, and that that uh, that annoys me. That that makes me a little trepidatious. His his suit that he puts on so he can fight Batman or yeah. so he can fight Superman. Yeah, I wish it were less clunky. Maybe it just seems too blocky, like a Lego. It's like Lego Batman. Maybe, I they think that's Lego the back. look, though, that they were going for because of the Frank Miller comments, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. That's fine. Stuff. Whatever. I know Michael Uslan is a uh, director of this, or a producer in this, and he's yeah. really deep in the well, DC I also universe. Like, it makes Batman look bigger than Superman. I mean, it looks like he has a chance to be equally matched against this guy. If your Batman is physically smaller than Superman, it doesn't matter what robo-tech stuff you put on him. You don't feel he has a chance. They did that in uh, The Avengers 2 with the Hulkbuster suit that Iron Man uses. It makes him bigger than the Hulk. So you feel like maybe now there's a chance. I never got that far with that movie. But, uh, all right. I I really don't want to know. It just seems sort of ridiculous and confusing. Uh, What do you think of Wonder Woman? Who's going to be in this? Apparently, a fair I, amount. I think, yeah, I think that they've they must be excited about her, and uh, because she's making the talk circuit route, and if anything, they're pushing her uh, in marketing more. I've seen her around more in the limited marketing that I allow myself to be exposed to than either of the other two guys. So she's become more prominent here. I think that's owing to the, mm, I guess, sort of resurgence or or. The way that they market towards women now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's supposed to bring Girl in power. the female fans, and uh, they're filming the Wonder Woman movie. They may have actually finished, and they're in post-production now, but that's the first major superhero movie to be directed by a woman. And I think it's one of the things that Marvel is flubbed on, because mm-hmm. they've had opportunities to have strong female characters. I think they tried to do that a little bit with Jessica Jones, but it's not it's not resonating as much as something big like Wonder Woman. Plus... Of the all of the superheroes, she and Superman and Batman are the most iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, like Iron Man wasn't necessarily iconic. Spider Man maybe, but the, but not not to the degree that these three are. They're not. These three are the 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 tr- the triumvirate of superheroes. I mean, these are the properties DC has to get right, right. in order to really advance uh, their movie franchises. And I think they're doing a good job. I think Marvel, those on the right track, you know, here in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about Civil War. And their new take on Spider-Man looks pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Again, I don't watch many trailers. 
X-Men is the same way as, as I think Avengers and Captain America. And this movie might struggle with the problems surrounding juggling too many characters and having way too many side stories and, uh, not being able to develop those things appropriately. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you wonder how much in this film are Batman, Superman going to go at it because doomsday is also apparently going to be the monster that they have to unite to fight against. And who knows though, could that could be the last five minutes of the movie. It could be, I mean, you got Lex Luthor as well. It's got Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, uh, Henry Cavill's uh, back as Superman. You said Gal Gadot? Mm-hmm. As Wonder Woman. Uh, we'll see uh, Aquaman in here. He's being played by Jason Moma uh, from <laughs> Yeah. Again, so many Game characters, man. Just yeah, so but many. apparently it's just going to be real quick. you know. And I think people just want to see, has the character move? Has he look on the screen? It's a good way to test it out in front of audiences to gain you know their reaction before you go and make a huge film around it. Ezra Miller's going to be the Flash, and we're going to see this guy, Ray Fisher, as Cyborg. Do you think this wins the box office for superhero movies for 2015? Uh, for 15? For 16? 16. Ooh. No, I, I think Civil War is going to really? win it. Unless this gets amazing reviews, and we're recording this on Sunday, um, so this is pretty early for us. I haven't seen any sneak preview reviews yet of no, this film. No, it's, it's no score yet. But on IMDb, it's 9.6 based on interest. 9.6 out of 10, their scale of 10. Civil War is going to make an easy $800 million. I mean, people are really excited about that this because it's practically the Avengers 3. It, it could. I mean, it's all how the reviews go. I'm set to watch this movie twice. I'm going to... Batman v Superman? Yeah, I'm going to watch it with you for the show, and then a week later I'm going to watch it again with super fan of the show, Tony C. Oh, really? He wants to see it, and he's like, do you mind watching it twice? I said, I hope not. <laughs> well, you saw Man of Steel twice, didn't you? No, I just saw that one once, but I could have uh, gone you, back you and rewatched it. Once. Yeah. I mean, and it's Batman. I won't mind watching it hmm. twice. The last Batman movie, uh, The Dark Knight Rises... I watched twice and mm-hmm. didn't mind, so mm-hmm. they'll be getting twenty bucks from me. Wow! Oh, you won't go see an IMAX of it with Tony C. I don't know. Well, maybe they'll get twenty five out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of counter programming to Batman v Superman is my big fat Greek wedding two. This movie's been in the works for fourteen years. The original came out in two thousand two, and holds the record for most weeks in the box office without ever winning first place. Made over three hundred million dollars. It was in wide release for something like twenty eight weeks. Huh. So you had half a year to go see this movie. Have you ever Wait seen a it? You, how, how did that make it? Oh, without ever being number one. No, it just like consistently would make I, eight I thought, to ten million. I was thinking like week. Apocalypse Now was in was in the movie theaters for a long time too. Well, it was yeah back but, in the seventies and eighties. Uh, nowadays they define wide release as six hundred theaters or more. Oh, wide release. Yeah, I know Greece was in my theater the summer that i or my at my grandparents theater in her little hometown the summer that i left and it was still in there the summer when i came back what's the longest running movie that's been in release in theaters uh for a consecutive number of weeks oh i don't know um uh, maybe that uh that stupid transylvania movie where the rocky horror picture yeah yeah rocky horror picture show no, there's I still think of the title there's still a handful of theaters that do the midnight show get credit there. for that no, no, sorry. Are you excited about my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2? No. <laughs> Bigger I, I, and Greekier than before? Why didn't they say it? Why didn't they call it that? Bigger, fatter, Greekier? 
Oh, I don't. If if you can't even be original with your with your titleage, then I don't know if you're going to have an original movie. Plus, isn't this movie set in the future? I don't know. It's I mean, fourteen I... years from when they got married, which was fourteen years ago. But they have a daughter who's getting married. So unless it's Juliet Capulet as their daughter, then it has to be set in the future. I have no idea. Maybe she's getting like... married really young. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the. I don't appreciate the the way that they've mixed up the timeline here. I never saw the first one. It's a sci-fi movie. My fa- Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 2 is a sci-fi movie. It's, a f- it's set in the future. I don't know. Maybe you just age Five faster years. when you're in Greece. Or it's actually <laughs> in America, in right? Right. But talk about way to strike when the iron is hot uh, in terms of uh, sequels. Well, this is the second 14-year production delay, you know, or time in between movies. Uh, this year earlier we had zoolander 2 which was like 14 years right like holy crud not only are we rebooting franchises we're rebooting stale old crusty that there's no real demand for i can understand going oh let's try and make another spider-man film people really want to know what happened to dia vardalis (laughs) they they they've been clamoring for more of her how well do you think this does I mean, it's counter-programming. It's smart for people that don't want to go watch Batman v Superman, but you got to take your kids to the movie theater. Do you go and watch this instead? Do you go take your kids to go see? Do you subject your children to my big fat Greek wedding too? No, no. They go and watch Batman. You watch this. Isn't this a movie that the girls go to, the girls night out? This is, and and, and (laughs) the fan base is uh, 48 years old now, 48, 50 years old. Pretty much. So they're going to be fighting for, at the concession stand with the with the twenty two year old male. So, I don't know. I, I again, I have no idea how they market movies and how they make these decisions. It's the only other wide release, though. How much does it make box office? Less than ten million. Okay, I'll go over. I was thinking twelve, but I think Batman Superman's a good hundred and twenty million. Mm. 150 million. I mean, a lot I of mean, it's 120 just. 120 is. I'd, I'd go over 120. A lot of it's just how many times can you show the movie? I want to say this is pretty long, coming in to, close to two and a half hours. What? Batman v Superman? Yeah. yeah big, my Big Fat Greek Wedding is an hour and a half. It's yeah, like yeah. 90 but, minutes. It'll fly by. Yeah, but Batman Superman at 120 million. I mean, some of it's limited by you only have so many screens and so many showings. Right. You know, if. Marvel and DC were smart. They would start making 90-minute action movies because then you could show them twice as much on opening weekend. Hmm. I don't know if that would make a difference. I mean, the number of people that are going to go see it are going to go see it no matter what. I mean, if it's great, then maybe they'll go see it twice in the same. But I think the number of people that are motivated to go sit in an hour-and-a-half movie mm-hmm. twice would go sit in a two-and-a-half-hour movie I'm just twice. saying you can process more people through the theater. Yeah, but does that hold people back? I don't know. I mean, I go and watch uh, movies at yeah. nine forty on a Saturday morning, so I don't have to deal with crowds. And I went at two fifteen on Friday. Uh, we're both talking about the bronze, right? Yep. And I was you the had only help- one there. Only person. I was. Had- I, I was literally the only person in the theater. I, uh, my wife and I had one other person in the theater with us, and I think the people working at AMC were surprised to see people showing up so early. And the guy <laughs> looked at our tickets, and he was about to say uh, Zootopia. Because I guess he figured that's the only thing people would come so early on Saturday morning to see. And he looked at him and goes, the bronze? That's, oh yeah, yeah. Theater 9. It's like, what is this movie? He's the ticket guy. Yeah. 
Uh, where did the guys? Oh, I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. So we'll do that on the next show. <laughs> next um, big show. Running a little long, but uh, real quick, Red Box this week is Spotlight. That's my pick. Spotlight mm-hmm. won Best Picture at the Academy Awards a couple weeks ago. We reviewed it back on episode 131. I think I was a little bigger on it than you were. Yeah, it's whatever. It's not a bad movie. It's, it was it, second and third place on most of the Oscar voters' lists, mm-hmm. so it won the Oscar. I don't think you had to see it on a big screen. It's not bad for a rental. Watch it on a Friday night. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, it was kind of boring to me. I, I, but whatever. It's a procedural kind of thing. It's definitely not the best movie of the year, so I don't understand why it wins Best Picture. I mean, I do understand why it won Best Picture, but I don't agree with it's winning Best Picture. Of course, I would have picked a movie that wasn't even nominated. That's fine. Uh, so. I thought it was good. I thought it was one of the top 20 films I saw. And when I, you see <laughs> okay. almost 200 films, that's in the top 10%. So right. It was solid. That's my pick for Redbots. What you got for us for streaming? All right, so it's uh, a tie-in with... Um, Batman v Superman, Ben Affleck, originally was uh, cast as Daredevil in the movie series in 1990, no, 2002 maybe? 2002. 2002. Uh, Last year they resurrected Daredevil with uh, Charlie Cox starring as Matt Murdock, nay Daredevil, on Netflix. It's a 10-part series, about an hour long, and this year is season two. It opened this Friday. A blind lawyer with his super senses, or sorry, his senses superhumanly advanced, other senses other than the sight, <laughs> fights crime as a costume superhero. This year, they've kind of dropped the major uh, villain who was played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And Kingpin. Now yeah, Kingpin. No Kingpin in this? I don't think Kingpin's in this at all. They might reference him. Instead, they picked up John Bernthal as Frank Castle, and it's sort of being set up as a daredevil versus the punisher john bernthal was last in uh i think we saw him in sicario as a as a small part mm-hmm. it's also stars debran wall from true blood as karen page and eldon henson is back as foggy nelson another interesting character is lod young who's starring as electra so they're bringing back electra also for this season of daredevil 2 so that's my net pick of the week I like it i'm excited to catch up with that series i really feel like they're trying to expand that world you know apparently daredevil jessica jones luke cage and uh there's some other one i'm forgetting well they're probably they're going some... to form the defenders or something right right there'll be some crossover probably with jessica jones on the same radio or on the same station netflix so uh i like jessica jones a lot i a little, not a lot. I liked Daredevil a lot last year, and I know uh, listener uh, Dave S is really big into Daredevil, and he thinks that this television series has done the justice to the comic book that he remembers from his youth. That's cool. So this is the pick for Dave S, and I'm sure he already knows about Daredevil season two. But it's my net pick of the week. I like it. What you got for us for the Amazon Prime? Well, this week I'll watch on Amazon Prime the Captive. Uh, this is a movie from 2014, directed by director was Adam Agoyan, who also directed our our movie last week that we watched. Remember, it's got uh, what's his face in it, Ryan Reynolds, as a father whose daughter gets kidnapped, and he's married to Muriel Ennis. You might know her from Zombie. What is it? World War Z. She was the mother in World War Z. Oh, okay. And I think she was in the television series, The Killing. 
which was on uh, AMC for a couple of seasons. Then I think it, it wound up on Netflix for its third season. So she's pretty good. Rosaria Dawson's also in this, who ties in with Daredevil, because she was in Daredevil last year. Uh, it's also stars as its weird main villain, a guy named Kevin Duran. You know this dude from, he was Tucker in 310 to Yuma. And Little John and Robin Hood. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I remember that guy. I recognize that guy. Anyway, he's really creepy. He's effectively creepy. This movie is uneven. And I'm not necessarily recommending it, but I liked talking about it to my students after I watched it. Because it has some things that are going on thematically. And it could have been a, a really good movie, but it, it wound up being only marginal. So... I can't recommend it because my integrity is at stake as a recommender of good movies. But there's one scene where they're they're putting together like a team of investigators. Each of the investigators has different skills, but they never utilize that. It's really cool that that sort of initial uh, getting together that each each person in this team investigative team has these a variety of skills. Like there's a tech guy and there's mm -hmm. a pattern analysis guy and then there's the guy who's like the wild card you know sort of physicality and then they never it's just there that one segment they never really utilize it later on in the movie I, I don't know they're going for different things but anyway I, be interesting to talk with someone about it so all right so that's your amazon prime pick but not your amazon prime recommendation right all right fair enough uh and Netflix, you're recommending season two of Daredevil for Redbots. I'm saying go check out Spotlight. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, we're not too enthused about, but we will both be going to go see Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and we'll be reviewing that on episode 138. So look for that next week on episode 136 coming out in a day or two from when you're listening to this is our review of The Bronze, spelling, or starring Michelle Roche from uh, Big Bang Theory fame. Yep, and Gary Cole. Gary Cole as well, yeah. <laughs> um, raunchy little comedy that probably is already going to be out of the theaters by the time our review comes out, unfortunately. It failed to hit a market, but I think we both enjoyed the film quite a bit. I think you'll really be, you'll be able to pick it up really quickly on DirecTV. Yeah. Streaming or something. It'll be out there. All right, so look for our review of that on episode 136. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yay! There be dragons. Foxy Bello. Thank you.